Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Had to make sure everything was playing. We had to make sure we got the hip-hop going. It's important to me, you know what I mean? Um, but no audio issues today. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not, hopefully not. I'm very excited for our show tonight. Uh, you know, it's like I miss I miss everybody over the weekend, you know what I mean? Like I, It's like we do the show on Thursday, and then I don't see anybody or have a show again until Monday, and for some reason I think about it during the weekend. And even on a long day like today where I work 12 hours, I, I'm like excited to do the show. I'm exhausted, but I'm ready, you know what I mean? My body is ready. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in the world. we got a great guest tonight. Uh, but before we uh, get too far into it, of course, we want to talk about some sponsors. we got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend, and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great Break the Cycle custom uh, logo dark camo hoodie that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe, star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all of my videos by hitting the join link, where you can get into a private Discord server. And hang out with Ryan all day, uh, and uh, but you also get Top Lobster's new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a thirty percent discount. I know it's been a while since he dropped some new stuff, um, but I know he's also working on a lot of new stuff. Uh, so hopefully that stuff will be dropped to uh, patrons of the Break the Cycle show uh, early before anybody else can get it at a really good discount. And if you're supporting the show at like five to ten dollars a month and buying Top Lobster's new gear. Uh, you're really saving money and supporting us both in a really cool, uh, great way. And, and Top works his ass off, uh, not just for this show, but for Odyssey, for other shows. Uh, he's drawn for all kinds of Legion of Skanks and Skank Fest. And, I mean, the guy does fucking everything, so go support him. If you don't support me, at least go support him. But support us both. That's the way. That's the way. Um, and, of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. They help organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and HR arenas. They serve clients in New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, and their client list is growing, including the state. I mean, they'll help you any, any state, but those are just the states they have clients in right now. Uh, their team leads by example. Anthem consultants have led their own organizations through demanding periods of change. Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel challenges. Plus, I say it all the time, Amy Lepore is an absolute champion, uh, not just for Liberty, but for the people that she works for, her clients. Um, she's just an amazing person all around, so go check them out. See if you can uh, get some help from them, because I promise you they're going to make things great. And, of course... Uh, what, did I fuck? I did mess this whole thing up. Uh, executive producer of the show, Colwell Creative Content. They specialize in things like SEO to help your site rank well on Google or other search engines. Website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghost writing and editing services, resume and cover letter writing. And they've worked with all kinds of clients, including real estate, uh, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and payment processing. Not the Federal Reserve. Not the Federal Reserve or the CIA podcast. Uh, they've worked with just about every industry, even libertarian political candidates and influencers, such as Larry Sharp, my good friend and mentor in politics, Mr. Larry Sharp. Uh, and if they're good enough for Larry, I promise you they're good enough. for That guy literally trains CEOs for a living. That's his Only job. Only the best for Larry. Only the best for Mr. Larry. Uh, God, God, give him the strength to become the next governor of New York. God, that'd be amazing. Um, they've been in business since 2012 and they've worked with hundreds of clients, help them get you in front of your target audience, man. I'm telling you, they're going to help you out. Uh, and they're, they're priced very fairly too. I was looking into it very fairly they're, They really can help you out, uh, for, for a good price, man, much better than any of the other marketing people I've looked into for the show. So definitely check them out. Uh, 
Man, before we uh, introduce our guest tonight, let's check in with my very well-haired guest, Mr. Ryan Kurt, or guest host, co-host, Ryan Kurtz. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How is everyone in chat doing? While you're answering that, can I get some yep cocks real quick? Give, uh, the rooster emote will work just as well. Please, for the love of God, give this man a yep cocks in the chat. He's been yeah. asking you... Every single Monday and Thursday for over a month I'm now. I'm just a little cock slut over here. He's just ready for some yep cocks. He, listen, he doesn't understand that this isn't Twitch. That's this. This what's really going on. So, I mean, to be fair, when I started doing it, we were on Twitch as well. Right. And we will be back on Twitch yeah, eventually. Yeah, we will. Once I figure out this upstream issue, hopefully by, by the beginning of next month, we should be good. Uh, and tonight... Uh, on the show, I'm very excited about this. Uh, my good friend, I've, I've been uh, talking to this gentleman for quite some time. Uh, he's a big Mises Caucus supporter, California libertarian, uh, apparently uh, a writer, director uh, who put out a new movie recently. I know on IMDb it says 2021, but I think that was a soft release for some festivals or something like that. But just uh, like 10 days ago, released to the public, his movie he edited. He is Mr. Adam Schweitzer. How are you doing tonight? No, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Are you from California originally? I'm from New York originally, from uh, Long Island. Okay. Yeah, I've, I, I, I knew you had a bit of an accent. It sounded, you know, East Coast-ish. Uh, and so I wasn't sure, but I didn't want to assume your, uh, you know, your, your state ethnicity. But, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. I lost the accent over the years, I think, a little bit, but there's still, there's still it's, a little bit there. It's there, dude. It's there. And, and you know, California is still any ounce of culture that you have in you. That's just how it works. I, I'm from there, born and raised, and it, it wasn't until I ventured out that I realized that, like, wow, California doesn't really have its own culture. It's just kind of soul-sucking. And then you get, <laughs> like, you go to the south, and then you go to some other, like, some parts of Florida, and you're like, man, there's just culture everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, Mexico is the culture in Southern California. Yeah, in Southern California for sure. And 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 you know, God bless it. It's a it's a great culture. I mean, for the most part, you know, the the food is really good. The music's eh, it's all right, but it can be really annoying at like two o'clock in the morning when they're having quinceañeras and shit. What music isn't annoying at two a.m.? But I'll tell you, living in Mexican neighborhoods was like my very favorite when I lived in California because they would be up all fucking night long, but they'd invite me over. They'd give me fucking cervezas. They'd bring us tamales all the time. You know what I mean? Like, cause they knew they were going to be loud and they were going to have parties and shit. So they wanted their neighbors to be, they weren't bad neighbors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kept their yards cleaner than anybody else in the fucking neighborhood. I mean, it was, it was dope, dude. I can, couldn't be mad about it. Um, but anyways, you just put out this new short film. Uh, that's very Orwellian. It's, it's great stuff. I really, I really enjoyed it. I watched it months ago. Um, Ryan just finally watched it today. Uh, I appreciate that for sure. Both, both of you. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So, so the edited, what, what was the, you know, the premise behind this? Why did you want to make this movie? And, and, um, you know, what do you hope to accomplish with it? Well, I made the movie actually a couple of, uh, maybe a few years ago, actually, at this point when it was uh, originally conceived and written and, and shot and all that. And the world was actually quite different, uh, before 2020, as you guys are, are aware. So the movie, while I do think it's somewhat prescient, prescient, um, Maybe not as much so as it could have been, you know. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? Seeing what's going on now and now in the world, but I brought it to a a, a nonprofit organization that actually no longer exists called Talies and Nexus, and they're actually one of the few out there that support liberty-minded people in in terms of the creative spaces and the creative spaces, filmmaking, writing, and a lot of different uh, different creative areas. And I brought an idea to them it was actually about a school of zombies. 
uh, basically kind of <laughs> it was what this was inspired by. Oh, wow. But through the development process and, and getting feedback from from pro writers and, and people who know what they're talking about, we kind of developed the idea into what it ultimately uh, became. Nice man, and, and and I mean you're you're a pretty uh, devout. Would you say anarcho-capitalist at this point, or what, what I just call, call I just I just say libertarian to be honest with you. Okay, I'm just a guy. I'm just I'm just yeah. a dude playing a dude playing another dude. You know what I mean? I feel like the short film might have been inspired by the by that one tweet that went viral in like 2015, where it was some some chick just went. Well, in 1984, they had like mandatory exercise. We should have that. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Wait, did they? They had Twitter in 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 2015. Yeah, Twitter's as old as 2006. Jeez, I didn't even know that, dude. I think I joined Twitter in 2016, the first time. On and off a few times. Nine years on Twitter the other day. Yeah, I want to say I'm. I want to say I don't know. I probably I started my Twitter probably around 2016. And, uh, and and this is I'm on my like I don't know at least seventh or eighth account at this point because Twitter just really doesn't like when you say no no words you know what I mean um, but I've learned how to play the game a little better you know yeah, yeah. instead of e you can throw a, you can throw a three in yeah, there throwing some elite speak in there yeah exactly dude you know like and that's you were ever a big enough loser to actually use that <laughs> dude I one of my favorite pastimes was when I was stationed in Florida in the military okay this was around the time that Counter Strike came out. Do you remember Counter-Strike, the video game, the, the like computer game? The I do. I had friends, like roommates source. played it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, both. Well, Source came out much much later okay. than this. This was this was in um, 2003, 2000, yeah, okay. 2003, I, I 2004. Know, I know about the history of Counter-Strike, yeah. but I would so, have been eight. So there was in Pensacola, Florida, okay, I was, I was not 21 yet. So you could not go out and drink, you know what I mean, in Pensacola because it was like military. They were really crazy about it. So there was this place downtown Pensacola. I don't remember the fucking name of it, but it was literally a giant building that was one land party that every night. Awesome. And I would go down there and I'd play Counter-Strike. And then there was a club right next door to it that was an after-hours club that opened at 2 o'clock in the morning called Bedlam. And it was BYOB. So you would bring your own beer to the club and they'd put it behind a bar and serve it to you. Your own beer. And somehow, underage, we'd be able to go to Bedlam with our own 20-pack of Bud Light or Bud and give them their beer, our beer, and they would serve us our own beer back, and we would just tip them all night, right? So we'd go and do the land party until 2 o'clock in the morning, and they'd close, and then we'd go to the club and dance and party and drink beers at, like, you know, 19 years old. So I was nerdy enough. To do these kind of things okay? yeah but you weren't a, you weren't a big enough loser because you went to the club well of course works. dude you gotta you, you gotta get you a girl who can do both you know what i mean um so so adam so uh the the you on imdb this this movie says it came out in 2021 um did you did you soft release it was it was it some film festivals or something that you did right it was it played at a bunch of festivals including freedom fest which is super cool i actually did not end up going i got COVID around that time oh, actually that un sucks. Un un i wanted to get it there that was my plan my plan and my destiny was to i thought to to get it there and and be part of something but i i had it before and i didn't feel well also on top of it True. so i i wanted to make it happen but it played at a bunch of festivals in 2021 and then uh just like you said, uh, nine, 10 days ago, I just 
dropped it online. I'm like, I can't sit on this anymore. I want to share this with the world and, and, and get it out there for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's, I think it's an important message. Um, for those of you who haven't watched it, of course, I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can find it. Um, and it is, it is a really kind of like a stark reminder of what we're dealing with right now, especially with this Alex Jones thing that just happened. Um, you know, where, where it's obvious that free speech is under attack. If it's, if it's the kind of speech that the government doesn't like, um, and, and, you know, which is something that we probably should talk about a little bit on this show too. Um, you know, Alex Jones being fined a billion dollars. Yeah. And um, they're now pursuing, uh, him paying out up to $2.75 trillion. Right. I saw that. Yeah. It's it basically you death. Know, it's basically death. Yeah. Alex, Alex Jones, the large country. Like he, he's, he's been ordered to pay out the GDP of a small country. Now they're like, all right, enough with the small, small time stuff. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to need you like to, we're going to need you to pay. Net worth. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. like, we're going to need you to pay an eighth of the, of the financial or of the uh, federal debt. Okay, just pay it off, please. Fuck it. Well, and I think I think a lot of it was I think you know they so we talked about that. I was on a on a show called We Hate the State, um, or actually we love the state with a, a good friend of mine, Andy Coons, last night. Me and Clint both went on, um, and uh, we talked we talked quite a bit about this Alex Jones thing and what you know what it means for the future of free uh, free speech and stuff like that. And and I think you know obviously they want to set a precedent. Okay, if you say yeah. if you say things that we don't agree with, we're going to fucking destroy you. And and I'm I'm saying a billion dollars is a lot of money, but what it was was with Alex and and Clint from Liberty Lockdown made a really good point on this. By the way, Clint will be on the show on Thursday. That'll be a fun show too. Um, Clint Clint said, "Look, this is why they're going after him. They had already canceled him entirely. I mean, from everything: PayPal, Coinbase, fucking." YouTube, Twitter. I mean, he's canceled from everywhere. He has to do his own thing, but he kept doing his own thing. Okay. And to the point of where he was still financially in the, in the green. Yeah. And he, he even was after successful, very so. successful, even after all of these places had canceled them, the government said, Oh shit, we can't touch him. But you know how we can get him is we can take a fucking billion dollars from him. And so then after that happens, okay, then he goes, okay, a billion dollars. We're going to raise the money. Right? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. He could raise a billion dollars. Holy shit. What if he does that? Right? And so now they're like, okay, $2.75 trillion. Fuck you. Good luck raising that. Right? That's really what it is. Okay? And, and, it, and it is. They're trying to make a, an absolute uh, example out of him. Just like they did with, you know, the federal government did with, with uh, Ross Ulbricht. Yeah. Right. Same thing, dude. It's like if you don't listen to us and we and we talked a lot about Kanye, too. And I think we should talk more about Kanye on this show, too, is is they're trying to do the same thing to Kanye because and I said this on the show last night. There's nothing progressives hate more than a black person who steps out of line. Literally nothing. There's nothing they hate more. And, and Clint brought up the point. Yeezy may be the most influential black man of our time legitimately legitimately who who he, there's seven there's seven to eight billion people on earth and i'd venture to say at minimum half of them know who he is legitimately that's that's a huge that's a huge platform and he's saying things that go against the narrative he talks shit about covid obviously he said some things about jews 
okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I wanted to, to preference, preface the, this, what I'm about to say with, when hip-hop started, okay, when hip-hop started in the 70s and 80s, the, the artists were coming directly from the street, okay? And they had no idea how the music industry worked whatsoever. And at that time, and still to this day, much of the music industry, record executives, managers, agents, happened to have a disproportionate amount of Jewish people that represent those roles. And at that time was the big push to start making more money for the record labels, okay? So they did really kind of take advantage of these kids from the street, okay? So in that culture, in that hip-hop culture, that's kind of a thing that is talked about frequently, okay? And Easy just said it out loud. But I don't think that he was like, oh, all Jews are bad, or you know what I mean? But in his mind and the way he works, and if you've ever watched, if you've ever watched Kanye, his thought progression is not normal. It's not a normal no, way, yeah. right? And I don't think he's a crazy person. I think he's probably a genius. Yeah, I really do believe that. He, he's some. He's somewhat crazy, but he's he's also a genius. Which is a it's a thin line, right? And they say that. Yeah. I mean, Albert Einstein was a crazy person yeah. too. But I think that in his in his thinking, he's think coming at it from that hip hop angle, where the industry has been dominated by people of Jewish faith. Okay, I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I think we're not allowed to make that observation. Is that essentially that's essentially where you are. You're not allowed to just like observe that there is a disproportionate amount of Jewish people working in entertainment. You just you just I just it's like a third rail, I guess, in 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 our culture and society. Um, I'm still waiting for my benefits to come in as, as a Jewish person right. working in entertainment. When do I get all all my perks? And you have to be and, invited to the cabal first. Tracks. You have to. You have, you have to be invited into the cabal first, dude. That's how it works. Right. Right. I don't. I, um, I think. Yeah, I think Kanye's just um, really talking about um, a select few. It's. I mean, it's the same thing like talking about Israel's policies, like Dave Smith and all you guys talk about all the time. It's like separating people from governments you could criticize israel's government without hating the people of the country <laughs> like they say like if you have criticized something about france you're not like against all french people and some sort of bigot it's uh don't I don't get know, me it's... wrong i absolutely am against all french people yeah i think most of us are pretty much against french people <laughs> hey <if you're... laughs> i i was watching the fights this saturday i had me and adric my son my 11 year old son were watching the fights this week and there was a an american it was a female fight the first fight on the on the card on the uh the, the main card and it was a, a american fighter versus a french fighter and the french fighter is a, she's a badass dude you know she's like fucking tough as nails and i knew she was gonna win but my son's like oh are we rooting for the french one dad i said no son we never root for the french <laughs> <laughs> she didn't just like surrender immediately we never root never root for the french and he's just like why dad i was like i'll explain it to you when you're much older you know <laughs> but it was it was kind of a funny because you know i i knew she was gonna win she's tough as nails dude there was no way but um it was it was it was pretty crazy but yeah i i you know that's how i feel about this whole situation too and i you know i i spent a lot of my time but yeah you know i'm half israeli adam right my dad's side of family's from israel so you know, I have a Jewish bloodline as well. And they're my dad's side of the family are like hardcore anti-Zionist Jews, dude. Like they hate the state of Israel too. They 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 will 
tell that they have, you know, the, the, his parents are from Israel and cousins and, and everybody, all of them will tell you like, yes, our country is an apartheid state. You know what I mean? Like they, they will legitimately tell you that. And yes, it's terroristic. And yes, it's a, you know, the Zionists are, 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 uh, tyrants. And yes, they're, they're pushing for all these wars around them in the Middle East. And, and, you know, so I say those things and people call me anti-Semitic and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? First of all, anti-Semitic could mean Jewish, Palestinian. I mean, you know what I mean? Semitism is not just the Jews. That's the first thing that has been like kind of fucked up in, in, do you not understand? Do you not know the word? Look the word up. No, right now. I, I don't look up the word, dude, right now. Pull it up, Jamie. Um, and, and it, it, that's the, Jamie or Ian. That was, yeah. Ian, same thing. That was the first, that's the first, uh, crazy thing. Like, like conspiracy that's been pulled on people is that it, it literally can mean more than just the Jews. Okay. Um, and, and so I criticize Israel and people call me anti-Semitic all the time. And I, I just laugh, dude. You know what I mean? Like I, I think Israel, uh, you know, the state, the, the, the country of Israel, the, the government of Israel and, and the people who run Israel, not just, not just Jewish people. There's all kinds of great Jewish people everywhere. You know what I mean? Like I, I fucking have tons of Jewish friends that I love to death and I don't think they're in some conspiracy to take over the Middle East and, and, and displace people from their homes. And you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just crazy to me that that's the thing that can get you shut down so badly is just by, is just by saying that. I don't know. I don't know, Adam. It, it's, does it's, Kanye, does Kanye have Jewish friends? I'm sure. Oh, no doubt, dude. There's no so doubt. So then, then he's not talking about all Jewish people when he's criticizing or even just, it wasn't uh, making an observation. But then if you say that though, right? Then if you say, oh, yeah, well, Kanye's got Jewish friends, and then all the left's like, oh, yeah, I got a black friend. <laughs> they always, yeah. they, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, dude, I, I probably have more black friends back home than I do white friends, and they would have yeah. probably shot me if I was actually a racist. You know okay. what I mean? The de definition of Semitic is of relating to or constituting a subfamily of the Afro-Semitic language family that includes Hebrew, Aramic, Arabic. Arabic. And there you go. Am you know what the Palestinians speak? Arabic. Arabic. Yeah. So anti-Semitism. That's a very broad term. Isn't it fucking crazy that somehow that term has been has been used to just describe not like being racist against Jewish people? Doesn't that fucking isn't that just crazy to you? Why did that change? Well, those, I guess we don't know. No one no one knows. Those language games happen all the time. It blows all, my mind. Dude. All of the fucking time. Like, like I when when I was ten, homophobic meant you were you were afraid of gay people. Right. Now it means that you hate them. Yeah, you hate them, or you uh, don't agree with their lifestyle, but don't want them oppressed. I don't. I, it's like any anything that anything that is short of yeah. celebrating them is what the left did to the term liberal should have proven to us that language means absolutely fucking nothing to those people, dude, whatsoever. Zero. It means everything to them because that's how they control it. It's a big tool for control, of course, is the use of uh, the language. Which goes back to your movie, kind of. Right. It's fun. You know what's funny? I made this observation. I don't know if this is true either. I should Google this. But I had a deep, a deep, a deep uh, stoner thought about the word spell. Like the word spell is, is like means like, you know, uh, the, the combination of letters that make a word or whatever. But a spell is actually something that one can use to control or like influence environment is there like is that literally what the words because words are sort of used to control is 
the spell like by magical spell and spell like the uh spelling a word do those things actually tie in together and kind of come from the oh, same shit, i never even thought about the that. same uh etymology or whatever i guess kind of the putting together of different elements to your career something like that is kind of similar but like a like wizard spell can mean a lot of that that can have such a broad range what it can mean it doesn't have to mean it can be like a harry potter spell or there there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot that goes into like magic and spells and hard magic versus soft magic and there's there's a whole Jesus level of Christ, uh, nerdy dude. literature about <laughs> yeah. about this whole subject so it can go pretty deep wow but there's there's slides of, slides hands of slides of hand or whatever done mm-hmm. with uh with words and and as well that's kind of like what I'm like I'm like wonder if there's a connection between those those slight of hand yeah slight of hand slide of hand yeah it's s l e i g h t Slight of hand, not slide. You're not like sliding no, your hand. No, no, it's a yeah. Slight. It's like a. It's like a slight. It's like a. It's like a. Look what I'm doing with this hand while I do something else with this hand. Slight. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I have I have high EQ, not as high IQ. So this yeah. is all good. Who gives even, a sh- who gives yeah, fuck about even, IQ? Well, out. if you had a, if you had I high IQ, you would know that EQ is bullshit. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> See what I mean? Jesus fuck! <laughs> I took an online test though. I took an online twenty question. Yeah, Survey. that's all it takes, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somewhat agree, questions. somewhat disagree. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't give a fuck about IQ. In fact, anytime I see someone online talking about their IQ, I automatically want to fucking bitch slap them, dude. Like, like legitimately, like you're, you're probably the dumbest person online if you're talking about how high your IQ is. Sorry. And I'm just yeah, gonna call I, you. Kind a of, I kind of the same way. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately, when I see people talking, like especially in an argument on Twitter. And mm-hmm. they're like, dude, what, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen to me. My IQ is like 160. I'm like, dude, you're, you're probably the biggest retard on the site because you just brought up your IQ in an argument. No one gives a shit about your IQ. Like, talk about yeah. the, the like, biggest. Ted, Kaczy- Ted Kaczynski had one of the highest <laughs> IQs like, known to man. He, he was probably in like one, 170s. Fucking but, you know, based, dude. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Good old Uncle exactly, Ted's cabin, huh? He, he wasn't exactly, you know... Um, a good person. He had a low EQ. <laughs> yeah, his EQ, his his uh, EQ wasn't very high. I actually don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about with EQ. A emotional quotient <laughs> is what it's called. It's it's essentially a term that a bunch of midwits made up, so they don't have to feel bad about not being as smart of that. Oh, dude, as dude smart my co-host is totally people. the kind of guy that would drop his IQ in an argument, aren't you? Oh Jesus! I fuck, I dude. try. Well, actually, I don't know my IQ. Oh my god, dude! The I, man I can, butt is starting to make sense now. I don't know my <laughs> IQ. I can I can guesstimate it, but it's it's not midwit. Oh. I can tell you that. I tried to take an online test for that one, actually an IQ one, and it was kind of hard and got boring after a short while. So I didn't even get through it. So that's probably not sounds a like, great. Sounds sign like me for in me. school. I was yeah. uh I was like in in elementary school. I was in like the gifted talented like classes and then by middle school i was so fucking bored that i like wouldn't do my work and like just would fuck with people it was like boring to me you know what i mean i get to a point Mm -hmm. where it's like i can't do this anymore it's way too boring for me and and i dropped out of high school you guys you know i don't really talk about this on my podcast but i dropped out of high school at the beginning of my sophomore year (laughs) so i I dropped out of high school at the beginning of my sophomore year because i just felt like i didn't need school you know what i mean like it wasn't giving me the satisfaction and the education that I felt like I needed. 
Um, so I dropped out at the beginning of my sophomore year. And then I took my GED at, right as I turned 18 years old and scored like in the top five percentile in the country on my GED and then t- scored very high on my ASVAB for the military and went in the military like a fucking hmm. dummy. So really my IQ probably isn't that high. But uh, my street IQ, motherfucker, is like higher than most people as you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean... Because yeah. those are two very different things. Yeah, those, th- those are different things. Like you, you've lived... A much more broad and diverse life crazy than I have. Life. It's been crazy. Yeah, you've you've like lived insane. an insane life, yeah. and I've lived the quiet life that yeah. I've wanted to. Yeah, I didn't start reading. I didn't like really start diving into like literature and reading and economics and fucking political mm-hmm. theory and philosophy and all that shit until I was like in my late twenties. Pr- it wasn't until after Ron Paul's campaign in two thousand and eight. So I turned twenty one. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be like two thousand and ten. So like twelve years ago is when I really started diving into literature you know i read dean Koontz books and stephen king books and shit like that growing up you know what i mean but but i didn't re- start diving into like educational shit on my own until i was well into my late 20s but i could understand it pretty well by then you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i use the thing i got in trouble most for school was reading in class i do it all the time <laughs> such a dork Oh yeah, I was absolutely a dork. Like in high school, all I cared about was being good at stuff. That was all I cared about. We gotta get you. We gotta get you a pair of Yeezys, dude. Pair of Yeezys. <laughs> I got. I got your armor. Yeah, what shoes. The fuck? Are those? They're not even the Steph Curry's, dude. You gotta at least get the yeah. Chefs, bro. They're the best Under Armour shoes they, made. Do I don't they, think there's any better ones. Do they come in like extra wide? Yeah, of course they do, dude. Okay, I don't know basketball shoes. Anyways, Adam, uh, what up? you got to choose one right now. Ukraine or Russia? Go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to choose any of them. Good. Smart. That's the smart move on break yeah. the cycle. I get that. Uh, now there's uh, the, the progressive caucus. I don't know if anybody knows about this, but the progressive caucus of the Democrat Party, uh, I think it's 12 legislators, federal legislators, are now pushing the Biden administration to get into peace talks with Putin. Um, and the fucking um, uh, Ukrainian blue check, uh, Ukrainian flag blue checks on Twitter are losing their absolute minds. Okay, is AOC a part of this? I don't think so. Okay, did you see her getting bitched out at like local events mm-hmm. yes. recently? Yeah, because so, so there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of these blue checks that have the fucking... Ukrainian flag in their mm-hmm. their uh, their name on Twitter or bio, and they're losing their mind. No, absolutely not. No peace with terrorists. Blah 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 blah. These people are literally pushing for a fucking hot war, funded by America, a hot proxy war funded by America against Russia and China, literally at, at simultaneously. Because they don't they don't understand the consequences whatsoever because they haven't bothered to take the two seconds to think about it. They just go with whatever their emotions say they should go with. Just blows my mind, dude. Like, you would rather have fucking nuclear holocaust than peace talks. They don't think a nuclear holocaust is, is a possibility. It's because they're fucking retarded. Yes. Literally. Yes. They're, they're, there's three big nuclear superpowers in this country. We happen to be one of them. China happens to be another one. And Russia happens to be the third. What do you think is going to happen if there's a World War III between and the three glorious ones? Democratic People's Republic of uh, Korea? Oh, North Korea, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Don't forget there. I'm sure. I'm sure they have a wonderful fucking nuclear uh, mm-hmm. uh, program. I don't think they do. I think a lot of it's lies. 
Oh, North Korea lying to people? Who could have who could <laughs> ever same, seen that one? Bro, these coming? are the same people that put fake food on on grocery store shelves for journalists to see when they came into the yeah. country. I mean, they're well. Fun fact about North Korea: most starvation deaths happen in the winter because uh, people can't go out and eat bugs during the winter. Yeah, because that's how they sustain the, themselves. The bugs are missing in the, the winter, rest yeah. of the year. Uh, Damn. Have you seen those? I was gonna ask if you've seen those like satellite images of North Korea and South Korea, like where it's all lit room? up. Yeah, is that is that real? I don't. I'm think assuming it is. it's real. I don't no? think it's real. I think it was a hoax. Yeah. For the like, there's like a light? satellite picture of North and South Korea, and like North Korea is all lit up and vibrant, and South Korea is like completely pitch black. I think it was it's a- the other way around, but. South Korea is all lit up and vibrant. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. just a couple of lights on in the capital. Yeah, dude, yeah I, just, most, I just mixed up North and South, dude. It's the not, vast majority of people in North Korea don't have electricity. Uh, I think that was a hoax, though. I think the picture was a hoax. The, the picture could have been a hoax, but it would have been an accurate reflection of the, the states of North and South Korea. I don't Korea. think it is. I think, that's, I think it's wrong. I think they'd have power. M- most people in North Korea don't. I don't. I don't believe that. I I've read firsthand accounts. They're not. They're not living. They're not living like parts of you know Sahara and desert and Africa. I mean, they have power. Most people in North Korea don't have power. I don't believe that. They heat their homes. And I don't via like North wood Korea. And dung fires. I really hate North Korea, but I'm telling you, I don't believe you that. You should uh, read Young Min Young Min Parks in order to live. I know who that is. Yeah. 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 Great book. I know who she is. She's a, she's a, she's a, she escaped from the, the, mm-hmm. the DPRK or whatever D- the hell is that? That's the Demo- Democratic People's Republic of North Korea, DPRK or whatever. Or in, yeah. yeah Demo- Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Yeah. yeah. DPR in, in K. Um, I know she is, but she also, I mean, she made a lot of fucking money when she came over here to tell her story. You know what I mean? It's she, one person. We're talking about one person. She... She made a lot of money after she wrote her book. But no, she made a lot of money prior to that doing speaking events. She was getting like $25,000 a speaking or something. Like a, a shit ton of money, dude. Yeah. Like a lot of money. I mean, if, you, if you had a griff like that, wouldn't you play, play it up too? Fuck yeah, you would. I, but <laughs> The refugee game. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, I'm not going to take the word of one person. I want to hear way, way more accounts about about power in 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 North Korea. I oh. bet it's not good. That's where I'm putting my money. To be, I'm honest sure it's with not you. great. But I don't think that, that that amount of people go without power every day there. I really don't. I think that that's a. I think that that's definitely a hyperbolic statement. I don't think it is. We're gonna we're gonna test this out. Me and you are going to go to North Korea and do live journalism on the ground there. Have you ever seen? I can't wait to get thrown into. Have you ever seen the interview? Have you ever seen the interview? I have seen the interview. We're gonna do it, me and you, buddy. It'll be fun. I'm going to South Korea. They hate us because they ain't us. (laughs) His face right now. He's like, "We're not going to fucking North Korea, dude. I'm going to North. We're going to North Korea. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna get the documents, Alex Jones style, dog. Okay. I'm gonna jump the fence." And we're going to get pictures and the documents. (laughs) No, I'm sure that what she's saying is true. I I mean, a lot of it. I just don't, I don't believe it all. I need to see, I want to see cold hard facts about that. I don't, I'm not simping for North Korea. I think North Korea is a terrible communist fucking hellhole or sorry, juch hellhole. Same fucking thing. It's all communism. But 
I I have no reason not to believe her. Yeah. Well, people make a lot of money saying a lot of things, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. I don't. Hey, listen, you had no reason to not believe Anthony Fauci either. I, I absolutely did. He's a state agent. Okay. What, he, he stood to make a lot of money. Is this park a, a state he stood agent? to make a lot. Listen, anytime there's a lot of money involved, I'm skeptical. That's it. And I, and I will be skeptical until I get absolute proof, right? Same way I was with the COVID regime. I knew right away pharmaceutical also, companies, she didn't, Anthony Fauci. She didn't come to the United States for speaking engagements to start with. She came to go to Columbia. On, on a full scholarship. Yeah. Right. Okay. And she started doing speaking engagements. Literally the day she got here. Yeah, because she has a unique and interesting story. Okay, but okay. everything you're saying, there's still, like, you got to understand that there's so much money involved in this. And anytime there's money involved and it's one person that's a talking head for something, I'll believe it when I see it. You know what I mean? That's just how it's going to be for me. I'm a, I'm a healthy skeptic. Healthy <laughs> skeptic. You know that. I'm as skeptical as Alex Jones, dude. Probably, yeah, you're, you're incredibly more, skeptical. I'm probably I'm, more skeptical than Alex I'm Jones. skeptical, but I have no reason not to believe her. So anyways, Adam, uh, Sandy Hook, did it happen? I don't, well, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about I'm still processing the conversation. Yeonmi Park, is that how you say her name? Yes. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't expect that, that we would be going after her... her uh, her credibility in this episode. So no, and, pro- and, I, and I don't <laughs> listen. And, I, and like, like it's not that that's not where I'm at. Like, I don't I'm not necessarily saying that she's a liar. Yeah, I've right. I've, I've had this uh, similar could, conversation. She could be 100 percent telling the truth across the board. The People that consistently claim she's a liar are all communists. It's wild. Sure. And I hate fucking. Com- <laughs> I don't think anybody in the room hates communists more than I do. OK, I really don't. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over like i'm i'm half pinochet dude you know what i mean like i fucking like i don't think that they're the same as normal humans i don't yeah you know what i mean but and that's and i'm serious dude like i'm dead serious like i fucking hate communists dude i do now there are some leftists out there and we talked about this last night with 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 um with Clint as well. There are some leftists out there. The real leftists, the real hardcore leftists that are still anti-war, pro-gun, pro-free speech. Like, you know what, dude? You guys are all right, man. I don't like your fucking economics, but as long as you are pro those things, like I'll work on those issues with you. But the like Marxist Leninists that want to control all that shit, fuck them. Like I hate them. And it it's weird a, fa- a fair amount of the the friends that I have that are like communist or leninist they're they're very anti-state no there's no such thing as a marxist leninist leninist ml mls are so now, pro fucking state how they think they say things should should go after stripping you know the federal government of 
the vast majority of its power is absolutely batshit insane because they're like, we won't have money, we'll have labor vouchers. And it's like, it's the exact same goddamn thing. Who's gonna hand thing, those out? Fucking moron. Gonna, yeah, it's, it's even yeah, it's, it's, it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. And they're like, no, it's and different. Worse. And worse, dude. It's different. Yeah. It's money, but it's just money, and, and, but worse. And, and, you know, to Adam's story in his movie, they're gonna tell you which books he can read, what classes you can take, what words mm-hmm. you're allowed to say. And if you don't follow those things, probably gonna die you know what i mean that's how communism works it's you know communism is always one death away from utopia that's how it works dude one death away from utopia you know 100 million wasn't enough in the 20th century they, they just needed 100 million and one and it would have they would have achieved full utopia that's literally how they think you know what i mean it's just it blows my fucking mind i don't know so adam uh, what up? How do you how do you feel about Democrats now kind of coming out and saying that we need to get some uh, peace talks going with Russia, man? Do you think? I don't think it's all of them. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> I don't of course, think not. I, I think they're it's all, all pro Putin. They're all Putin the, apologists. Yeah, the thing about peace talks is, and coming out, and some people wanting it now. Um, why don't we? Why didn't we? Why aren't we doing this all the time? You're allowed. One is allowed to have peace talks at any time, any place. I mean, that should be priority for humanity, but our whole culture and society and the powers that be don't really uh, promote those ideas, it would seem. Right. They could be talking about peace anytime. Why, why now? You have to wait till more people die and the money is made already? Well, I, you know, I think that the, the Ukrainian grift, I mean, we're sending billions and billions. We sent more uh, money to Zelensky and, and Ukraine in a month period than we have to Israel in the last decade. That's wild, dude. Ugh. It's wild to think about, that's, bro. That's cr- and we, we sent them more than Russia's entire GDP. Right. Yeah, which the people with Ukraine flags in their, their uh, bios, like, oh my God, Russia sucks so much, they're losing. Well, first of all, I don't... I don't believe I, they're losing the war. I, have, I don't have a fucking clue because... I don't I don't trust any of that. But second of all, yeah yeah the side with more money typically is gonna gonna take take the advantage. And they're just getting shoveled money. They are getting shoveled money. A lot of fucking money. Yeah, billions and, and billions of dollars. That they can spend however they want with zero from consequences my, or accountability. My, from me and my grandma and my mom and my <laughs> sisters who have nothing to do with the fucking war whatsoever. It just blows my mind, dude. But Here's the thing, and I, and I, you know, anytime I bring this up on a show or, or in writing or on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, you're a fucking pro Putin simp, right? And like, I fuck Russia too, and, Pu- and Putin, okay? Putin. Putin. Um, but I'll tell you this much uh, I'm old enough to remember what happened to Libya and Gaddafi, okay? And if I bring that up, everyone's like, oh, you're a Gaddafi simp. No, I remember Gaddafi's came out very, very, very loudly against the West and them trying to get them on the petrodollar and central banking and all these things that they were saying, you have to be a part of our scheme if you want to have your own country. And Gaddafi said, no, absolutely not. We Basically, his speech was, we're not going to cuck to the West. We're going to do our own thing. And then all of a sudden, the headlines in the news were Gaddafi's killing his own people, Gaddafi is a tyrant, Gaddafi is this, he's that, he's that, we have to go take him out, we have to go to Libya and kill him. And they went to Libya and killed him. 
and then installed their own puppet democracy, right? Now, Russia, I've watched the speeches from Putin, translated by Russians, okay, into English so that I can understand them entirely. It's the same thing, dude. He's saying we will not cuck to the West. We will not have, uh, you know, uh, trans people and and cross-dressers reading to our children with their dicks hanging out. Like, this is, these are literally things that he's saying, okay? He said we're not going. <laughs> Vladimir Putin yeah. follows libs of TikTok. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> translation. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not kidding you. This is like, this is really what he's saying. He's saying things like this. We won't cuck to your economic scheme. Your, your your world economics like we're not going to be a part of that now russia is the largest landmass country in the world and it's not close okay you could fit a lot of alaskas in russia it's about the same temperature okay they also have the most resources because they happen to be the biggest landmass country in the world okay so if you have all that and you're telling the the West, who largely, in my opinion, at this point, is run by the World Economic, okay, and all their little junior leaders. Larry Fink, and I and I fucking hate Klaus Schwab too. I think he, but he's giving them the middle finger in these speeches. We're not going to become what you guys are becoming. We're not going to have this. We're not going to be what Russia is. We have our own culture. We have our own way of trading. We have our own money. We have our own ex oil, you know. So we're not going to do that. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're at war with Russia. Or we're talking about going to war with Russia. Because As they interfered in the 2016 election. As this shit is happening, right? To me, it looks like another Libya. It looks like another, hey, we need to give them some good old world democracy. Because they're not going to go along to get along. And, and this has been, and anybody with an, a cursory overview of Google and Britain and the United States and their involvement in Iran in the 50s, right, it's the same thing. The, the Iranians finally said, you know what, we're going to go democratic. They elected Mohammad Mossadegh. He became the, the first democratically elected prime minister of Iran. It was looking like the 50s in America there. They had Chevy Bel Airs. The women were wearing dress, like cigarette dresses. The men were wearing trench coats and suits. They had neon signs and shit. They were like fucking really becoming like a modernized country. Um, and Mohammed Mossadegh was not the Shah. And he said, you know what, Britain? We're not going to fucking just freely give you all of our oil at this price anymore. You're going to have to actually take care of our country to have this oil. And so what did Britain and America do? They fucking and they this is sent all, over this some is not a conspiracy of freedom. This is not a conspiracy theory. Okay, this is actually uh, undeclassified documents that you can read that Britain's MI6 and the Americans went in and created a coup to remove their democratically elected Prime Minister Mohammad Mosaddegh. In fact, killed many of his family members and shit, and reinstituted theological rule. Okay, the Shah. And then started went right back to the way the oil was before. So you're going to tell me that those are the people. That institution is the people you're going to believe to tell you about another foreign policy. I would have never trusted another foreign policy in, 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 after that. Now, we're talking about that also in the 60s. Our CIA, 
came to the, the executive branch of, of the, the United States and said, we want to go to war with Cuba. So to create the support to go to war with Cuba and take Cuba, we're going to run false flag attacks on our own people, blame it on Cuba, and then we're going to go in and take Cuba away. You know who said no to that? Yes. Uh, Hold on. It, Adam, I, Adam, do you know who said no to that? Uh, uh, one of the uh, politicians from a rich family from New England. Very what? rich family from New England. Yes, Mr. What's his name? Mr. JFK. Yeah, our, one of our most Jr. open-minded presidents. The most open-minded president. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. He's the one that said no. He said, no, fuck that. We're not going to do that. Of course, he, that man tragically died by some, you know... Random Mysterious schizophrenic man, old who age, shot him from Sid. seven thousand yards away, and fuck, you know. Did you was, see that? Uh, I was gonna. Ask, did you see Ben Shapiro came out with some like anti-conspiracy theory video against like the JFK? No. I didn't watch. I didn't watch it, but I saw that that came out. Like I was like, that's lame. It's weird how like incredibly unbased Ben Shapiro. Some, becoming yeah. but like matt walsh is like becoming super i fucking based. love i don't even give a shit what anybody says i love matt walsh dude <laughs> i like, watched i watched like, his fucking i watched his uh 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 what apology? is a woman his what is a woman oh what is a woman is great and me and me and julia just sat there and watched that thing like holy shit dude and then the end was just perfect if you haven't watched it I'm yeah not, I'm not i've, it for you, I've seen the, every the way that ends was just perfect 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 way to end that documentary it um, was well done yeah, it was, it was very well done. And so, so yeah, so, you know, if, you, if, if Mohammed Mossadegh and the, and the coup led by our own country in Iran wasn't enough, and then Operation Northwoods wasn't enough, what's it going to take for you to understand that this government will always fucking lie to you about foreign conflict to get your support for their side of the conflict? There is absolutely nothing that will convince so many of these people because i agree even if they know that the government is lying they don't care because they're like okay what can i do about it right and there's so many of us dude. and i, and I think it's that i don't think it's that they don't care i think it's that they don't want to believe it and and yeah. when, and when it's you're easier when, not to believe it when you're not an open-minded a brave person. I'll say brave. Is that, what do you think, Adam? That's probably a good word. When you're not an open-mindedly brave person, um, you don't want to believe bad things about the people who rule over you. And you certainly don't want to say them out loud, mm -hmm. right? Because you're not brave enough to say those things out loud because it's an unpopular position. And unbrave people don't take unpopular positions. Yeah. Because unpopular positions means that you're going to have to take flack. Right. It's just like Absolutely. you're over the target. You're taking flack. That's how it works. And you you're not brave enough to take that flack. And so that's that's the truth of it, in my opinion, is that a lot of these people do know that and do believe that. But they refuse to let themselves take the flack or be brave enough to say it out loud. Of course, because the need the need to fit in is very, very strong for most people. Yeah. And then the people that don't really give a shit about it, that's what we call the Libertarian Party. <laughs> the Libertarian. Don't get me started. I'm having a... Adam, how, how are, you, are you still a Libertarian? Are you still a party, a party member? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think so? You're like... I think so, as far as I know. I, um, I, I've been struggling with it recently, dude. 
I, Aren't you like the vice chair though? I am the vice chair I, of the I whole think, party. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I get. I think I could show you a post I saw on Facebook today that might reignite your uh, kind of fuck you energy to the to the fakertarians and shit. What are you? I was gonna ask. What are you struggling with, Josh? Oh man, I just. Oh, I don't know. It's hard. I. I don't. You know, it's like I don't want to get into like intimate conversations that I've had with certain members of the board and certain members of my own caucus and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it got pretty hard for me to deal with it when we got to Reno and I realized that like a lot of the caucus that I helped build was like against me. You know what I mean? Like that fucking hurt really bad. Cause I was like, I was like, dude, I fucking, I like bled for this motherfucker, dude. Like, you have no idea, dude. 48 states in five yeah. years. I took all the arrows. I opened my family up to all kinds of fucking attacks. Like, I put the fucking thing on my back when there was no Dave Smith or Tom Woods or any of that shit. You know what I mean? And I traveled the country, and I took those arrows. So, like, it was hard for me to process and deal with the fact that people in my own caucus were going to vote for a guy who was a prag, like, one year prior. You know what I mean? And that was hard for me to deal with, but I got over that. You know what I mean? I didn't cry about it a bunch in public or anything like that, but it was... It you was, won. Yeah, it, and I won. It, it yeah. stung, but it, it's in kind four, of... <laughs> in four fucking rounds, but I won, yeah. But but I... That but, was kind of exciting, though. It was it was fun. <laughs> and my, and I was, but I was nervous as fuck, It's kind dude. of like the startup CEO effect, where, like, well, just, building... Building something and maintaining something require different skill sets. But this... It's also... So... I was very embarrassed of the Libertarian Party for a long time, okay? Uh, you should I, be. I joined the, the party <laughs> in 2010, um, and it was fucking embarrassing. Uh, 2012 was Gary Johnson's first run, which was less embarrassing than 2016. I'll say that. Judge Jim Gray, his vice, his vice presidential, presidential candidate, uh, was less embarrassing than Bill Weld, but still Lulberti and, and, and yeah. fucking embarrassing. He's, this is the guy who said that it should be illegal to um, uh, uh, try and hand out um, jury nullification pamphlets in front of the, the court, and he was a judge. Uh, so you know Judge Jim Gray, Adam, you know, out there in California. That guy called me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> and uh, then I started asking about the Fed and the military-industrial complex, and I wasn't getting, like, good answers, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into this guy. Yeah. Well, so, so he was the vice presidential candidate in 2012, and it was embarrassing. Um, I didn't vote for them. Of course, I, wrote, I famously wrote in Ron Paul in 2012. Uh, and then in 2016 was just an absolute fucking shit show for me. I thought it was disgusting. I, I hate Bill Weld. I think Bill Weld was such a, you know what I mean? And I did even, I even helped the campaign a little bit at the time. Um, but I was a lot more Lulberty in, in 2016 than I am now. Um, but I did it like holding my nose and I didn't vote for them. Like I refused to vote for them. Um, and then of course, Joe Jorgensen was like a sweet little old grandma who should have never ran for president. Spike Cohen should have 100% been at the top of that ticket. Absolutely, um, and and yeah. uh, so it was, so I didn't vote for her either. I wrote in Spike Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredibly biz. Yeah, and so and and so you know my own party gives me a lot of shit for that, of course, because they're like you're the vice chair of the party. You've never even voted for the the presidential ticket. I'm like, no, dude. Like, fuck. Why would I do that? You know what I mean? Like, why would I vote for people I don't believe in? And okay, um, if if Dave Smith were the nominee, but I'm still. Would you here's vote the for deal. him? I'm still. I'm voting uh, if Dave Smith runs in 2024. There's no doubt in my mind that I'll vote for. I I would quit. I would quit my job and be his campaign man. Based like I fucking incredibly love Dave. based. He's, I I fucking love Dave. I well. I don't know that. 
of course, I don't. I'm under no guise that we're going to win the presidential election in 2024. Okay? Yeah, there's but there's like the Doctor Strange like. There's no, there's one possible future where it happens out of 700 billion. Yeah, and I'm under I'm under no illusion that that would happen. But I do know for a fact that he could very well likely pass that five percent threshold. Absolutely, get us major party status in the country, included in all the debates, that stuff. I also believe 100 percent that Dave uh, has what it takes to make thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not a million new libertarians with the right platform. And so I, I am firmly in the Dave Smith for president camp now, right now, without anybody being announced, I am firmly in that camp. If it was some variation of Dave Smith and Spike Cohen, even better. If it, even if it was Spike Cohen at the top of the ticket and Dave Smith is vice president, I don't give a shit. I think that that team would work very hard. I think Spike's already traveled the country once for a campaign that treated him like shit, but knows how to do it, knows where to go, knows what to say. And I think that he could help Dave Smith a lot, a lot on that. I also wouldn't be opposed to something like Dave Smith at the top of the ticket and, and, and uh, blue-pilled Mr. Um, uh, what's his name from Michigan. I can't Amash. Amash. Oh, yeah. I also wouldn't be opposed to that. At the, but I, I wouldn't yeah. want Amash at the top of the ticket. Honestly, would not. Yeah, I think I think it would reflect yeah. super well on like the new yeah. direction of the Libertarian yes. Party. It would make us look like more of the same. I think he's got much more base takes than any of the presidential candidates since like two thousand and four. Okay, because yeah. two thousand and four we had I, Badnarik, Michael Badnarik, who was so based that he refused to ask the government for for the right to drive. <laughs> yeah, rest I, in peace to Michael like, yeah, I, I know this would never happen but like Larry Sharp would be another person that I would love to see on the ticket like, yes he's my, my concern with Larry is that Larry is very fucking New York and most of the country will not get Larry Sharp but Trump was ah, super no. Larry is way more New York than, than yeah than but well most of the country didn't get Trump, but Trump kind of got most of the country. Yeah, but but Larry's not going to go play. Larry's also not going to go play the the, uh, the yeah the Larry, game like Trump did. He's not going to play the uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for the the shit post game. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The what's that word that the libertarians fucking hate that I don't think's that bad when you play on people's fears? Populism. Yeah, populism. He's Larry's not going to play the populism. Yeah, no, and Trump Larry, played the populism. Yeah, Larry Larry Sharp is a let's find efficient, creative, but Larry, positive, Larry uplifting solutions a to things. New York black dude with a heavier accent than most people that you know, and um, uh, the South is not going to get Larry. Dude. And that worries me for Larry as the presidential. Yeah. I love Larry. I think he's one of the Larry best. Larry does amazing in things in New York, and yeah. like his his appearance on Rogan, I like point people to that. Yeah. All the time. Of I like, think he. I my only criticism of Larry on Rogan was he needed to have a better answer for for education. I and I for really New bad. York specifically, yeah. I thought. I I think it showed off. Like I think it was brilliant for for New York, New York yeah. specifically. Like in a, in a broader context, and context, I don't think Rogan don't understood what it. he was saying either. And I think that that's the problem is that a lot of people in the country are like Rogan, and they're not going to get Larry. 
You know yeah, what I mean? because Larry was like, for New York specifically, we're much further gone than the rest of the country. And so this is a way to like start pulling it back rather than... If, like, it, if it was like Dave Smith at the top of the ticket, Larry, Larry yeah. is like the vice presidential candidate, I'd be stoked. Dude. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's what I was. But I think my dream ticket at this at this point in time, right now, would be some variation of Spike Cohen and Dave Smith. I think. What about uh, Maj? I was asking about. uh, I was going to ask about Maj Torre. And and I have some concerns with Maj as well. uh, As some of the same concerns I have with Larry Sharp. I was going to ask that. (laughs) And not and and it's not just it's not just the black thing. It's the the community thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. Maj is fucking... I love Maj to death, right? Like, I've hung out with Maj in person. Yeah. I've talked to him. He's probably one of the smartest dudes I know. People don't give him credit for how intelligent he is. Um, but he plays to a very specific community. It's the hood, yeah. right? And and I'm from the hood, dude. Like, make no mistake about it. I am from the fucking hood. And I get that demographic, too. Like, I understand, like, being able to message to the hood is fucking hard, dude. It's hard. In politics, especially. Yeah, absolutely. But it's going to be very hard for somebody from the hood to message to other communities outside of the hood as a presidential candidate or a vice presidential candidate. So I, I am concerned with that. But those are also communities that we need to talk to, right? So if it was something like Dave and Maj, I'd be stoked. I'd be working on that campaign too. Yeah. There's no doubt. No doubt about it in my mind. So I would be very happy with, with a Dave and Maj. And, and I, you know, I have some gripes with Maj recently. Some stuff brought up that I, didn't, I wasn't a super big fan of. Um, yeah, like the reparations thing and stuff, but I think he has and a better like the, explanation him, for it. Him like calling for the doxing of someone or something. Yeah, that's old. Lines. That's old hat. But but there's there's some things about about Maj that I don't always agree with. But I for the most part, I think you know I agree with Maj on probably ninety four percent of the things that he agree that he that he says and and thinks. And you know I took his speech at Reno to heart more than any other speech I heard there, where he said you know. Uh, we're going to become effective. And uh, if you're not ready to become effective, then jump off now because some of you are going to take bags of money and, and there'll be signs and we'll know. And some of you might get hurt. And, and some of you are just not going to be brave enough to do what we have to do to get this done. And and I believe that in my heart. Yeah. Like I know because I've already dealt with that, right? Like people and already. That's just, that's shooting straight, like, being honest. Like and we're like, talking about a guy. the truth. We're talking about a guy who I only got a million podcast downloads and views in in one year. That was the, the most I had gotten off my show. My platform is not that huge. One million downloads. Okay. And I've already had people call my jobs. Yeah. I've already had people call CPS to try and get my kids taken away. I've had people fucking do this and that and this and that, right? So, like, I know what he's saying firsthand because they are. When, when you're in it and you're making a difference and you're actually doing these things, they will come after you, dude. And so, I, I, I love Maj. I think he's got a very good outlook. I think he's a he's got the right attitude to message to communities that we have not ever messaged well to. So I wouldn't be mad about that at all. I think that'd be a really good mix to Dave and Maj. I think that that's the fucking. I mean, that's you know we're messaging to some some people there that we've never messaged to, and I, so I'd be stoked about that too. But to get back to my original point that we fucking trail way off on, um, I haven't been happy with some people uh, in the party that. I consider good friends trying to tone police other people from our caucus. Um, that's really bummed me out, like tone policing New Hampshire and Jeremy Kaufman and, 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 and me and Nolan, the chair of NH, and some people from Florida. And I thought that that was really, you know, I, I, came, I came to this movement to get rid of that, those actions, and I'm seeing them start to happen again. I'm seeing a lot of backroom politics happen that I'm not going to bring up here that I don't like. Um, and I feel like we're still fighting about the same shit. 
we're dealing with all these fucking state affiliates that are doing this and that and this and that. And people are doing the same fighting. And it's just, it's so frustrating to have fought that for this long. And then when your people take over, still see it happening. And so that was what has been hard for me to deal with and why I've kind of faltered a little bit over the last couple months. It's like, it's like, dude, all the work that I did and all the work that my friends did, and I feel like there's still so much more fucking shit to do just to get us away from the shit that we were already trying to get away from. And it's just, it's really, it's like disheartening. You know what I mean, Adam? That's, and that's, that's my angle I'm coming from. It's not that I... You know, I love the caucus and I love the people that run the caucus. They're good friends. You know, most of them are good friends. There's a couple of them that can die mad, but um, <laughs> there's, you know, most of them are my good friends and I love the people of the Mises caucus and I think absolutely you should join and you should support them and you should support the party mm-hmm. through them. And, and you know, I, I supported Angela for chair. I fucking voted for her on, on every round. She's uh, been a good friend of mine for a long time. I think she's doing a wonderful job. I think the new LNC is great. Um, you know, and, and I love the things that they're, they're doing. Karen but... Ann has been, well, Karen she, she's been, she's been down in the dirt and Karen Ann was my homie before the caucus. You yeah. I mean? She's like, been, literally. she's been fighting all yeah. those, uh, she, menial battles yeah. that you're, you're so sick and tired of. So, so I don't know. Does that answer your question, Adam? I, I just, uh, I, that, those were my, my issues. It's not like I, it's not like I'm saying don't join the party or don't support these people. I think they 100% you should, you know what I mean? It's yeah. It sounds like though things are better than they were. I mean, it can't be worse than it was with like the Sarwarks and just like all these Lalberts and, and socialists True. basically in True. more control. So even though you're having, you know, maybe some issues and problems and things to deal with, I feel like I would hope that at least like, Things are headed in a much much better direction internally because from the outside, I'm not super involved with national and, right. and what's involved with you know the minutia of the daily goings on. But from afar, it seems like we're in a much better place. And I was just thinking about how today there was what was it like a Trump speechwriter or some GOP person who, with a big platform on Twitter posted something criticizing uh, the LP and libertarians for all these like. Um, crazy views that that we don't have that they were like pushing on us that we support and it got totally ratioed but it's just another example of like more and more conservatives attacking libertarians so it seems like the lp is doing the right things at least from the point of view of actual libertarians you know looking in at the the party from at least you know somewhat afar yeah steven so i think he should be miller is the guy that you're talking about Uh, right and and, senior advisor to president trump and I, I don't know, maybe this will be helpful for you and, and maybe get your enthusiasm back, but like maybe picture yourself at like where you were at like a darker place, like two, three, four years ago or something. And if somebody came up to you and told you, oh, you're going to be the vice chair of the Libertarian Party in 2022 and the Mises caucus is going to take over, things aren't going to be perfect, but we're going to control the Twitter. We're going to control the direction right. and things are going to be headed in this new direction. You would probably be happy and take that. But it, I know it's hard to like, Fit, you know, throw aside all the emotional baggage and the well, hard and I think, work and I, things well, you've I think, gone you know, through. I think just like being in the fucking trenches for as long as I was, dude. Like, because because you got to remember mm-hmm. when I got on the when I got on the national committee in 2018 as an at large, I was a fucking island, dude. You know what I mean? Like it was me and Sarwark's crew, and then Karen Ann, and that, that was like pretty much it. And on well, Stephen Nikayla, who's the homie too, but. Um, it was, it was like, I was the one making all the fucking noise on the LNC and like, I couldn't bring any motions to the board at all. If I brought a motion to the board, it would immediately get voted down. It didn't matter if it was good for the party or not. Like they fucking hated me. 
And I did two years like that, bro. And it was stifling and frustrating and disheartening. And then I got on another LNC and it was like the same fucking thing for another two years. Right. Um, and, and so like, I don't know, man, it was just so like, it's been disheartening in general for like five years. It was like burnout. You know what I mean? You're like dealing with this shit for four years and then you, and it is nice to be on an LNC now. Like the LNC now does not bicker. Like they don't fight and argue over dumb shit at all. You're right that the Twitter and the social media is controlled by Reed Cooley, who I'm a fucking big fan of. I love that guy to death. Except for like that one week where it was, it was the end. Oh, when it got scams. yeah, it got fucking taken over by that, that weird scammer, bro. Um, no, which, man. Which is kind of I'm not gonna lie, I laughed about it, dude. I was like, I'm not even into NFTs. What the fuck is this shit? You know what I mean? And it what it wasn't the it wasn't the guy. Like it wasn't it the wasn't actual him. artist. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it wasn't was him personally. Um, and you know, what's funny is like that, that post is still like up somewhere and people keep tagging me in it somehow. <laughs> and I don't know. And it's not like my people, it's like random NFT bot accounts still like tag me in these fucking NFT, that NFT post from like all these other <clears throat> yeah. hoax scam pages. Oh, and that... I know it's them trying to fish to get my Twitter, which is really weird. I don't know. It's very bizarre, dude. Yeah. That's, that's what convinced me that there were so many bots on Twitter because I went to like one of those one of those posts and they had like two hundred retweets or something and all of them were NFT bots and they all said the same thing on the retweet. Yeah. Well, now we know how NFTs got famous because there's no other reason for them whatsoever. Fucking weird. Anyways, uh, we're getting to the end of the live show here, buddy. Uh, of course, we will do a members only stream if you're down, Adam. It'll take about it'll be about ten to ten to twenty to thirty minutes max in the in the members only, but um. Before we go, man. Uh, so, so what's coming next for you, man? You got the show. You got the you got the the new mo- the short film that people can see now on YouTube. Uh, you, what 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 can they look up to find that? Is the erased. It- oh, uh, the edited movie. Oh, the edited, com. yeah. And I have it in embedded on the uh, on the, my website, and it's on YouTube as well. Adam Choi, uh, the YouTube channel. But the the edited movie.com has everything on it: the movie playable and trailer and clips and more information and all that. So that's definitely where you can can find that. And I, I, I didn't really even describe the movie at all, but basically it's a dystopian uh, uh, psychological satire about a girl who enters a new school in a new part of the country. And she finds that they teach all kinds of crazy uh, evil things. And uh, they teach that big brother was the hero of 1984. They teach that it was the declaration of dependence, dependence on the powers that be, of course, in this society. So we wonder, will this new pupil fight for truth or will she fall victim to this uh, cult-like environment? And I think that's, that's the movie I made. So I hope you guys enjoy it and check it out. So is there, uh, there going to sure. be a follow-up to it, Adam? I'm working on it. I'm working on developing it into a longer-form project, a feature film. Uh, I've actually connected with actually more liberty-minded uh, other writers, and we're, we've got a whole little writers group going, and I've been getting feedback and developing a whole new thing. So I definitely want to continue with, with this story and this world in some capacity. And, and the feedback and the reception has been very positive and enthusiastic, and everyone's asking that question, what's, uh, what's, what's next? coming next, for, for sure. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an important thing, and I, I think you know taking that idea and making it into a, a feature full length. I mean, that would be really fucking. T- I mean, it, I would definitely stand it and, and and spread it around for you, bro. There's no doubt about that. I, I know. appreciate that. It seems like it's the time for this type of content. Like I admire so much what like Eric July is doing in the comic book space, and 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 just all these other opportunities seem to be presenting themselves. Even if you get canceled, you got to just go on another platform and just. 
keep uh keep being resilient in in this crazy well, world I, I think it's it's the culture war right we and and you know there's some libertarians that get really mad about you bringing up the culture culture war is bullshit we don't fight culture in the liberty no dude you have to if culture you're not willing to fight the culture war you're never gonna win politics you're never gonna win dude culture is it well politics is downwind of culture you i've heard yeah, I, I've heard yeah. culture is downstream of politics. Politics is downstream of culture. Yeah. I like culture and politics are cyclical. I think that if you don't change the culture, you cannot change the politics. I think the culture is very important, and I think we have to be involved in the culture war because libertarian culture is not the, the dominant culture in this country. And until it is, we have to fight the culture war. And so if we want to change the politics, if we want to change the political landscape, we need to get people thinking differently. And the way to do that is through culture, not through politics. Nobody listens to these politicians and, and changes their fucking mind. You know what I mean? People listen to these politicians and go, oh, yeah, they agree with me. I'm going to vote for them. Yeah, but some of the, some of the things the politicians do and influence can change the nature of culture. To brave people, buddy. Very brave you want, most people get their their training uh, thoughts from their comic books and yeah, their movies, but shutting and their news things like and their fucking, shutting you know I mean? potentially shutting down the, the acquisition of Twitter, motherfucker I have ever met in my life. Absolutely, and that's that's why the fuck I'm sitting in this chair right here. Well, uh, Adam, I appreciate you coming on, man. I, I'm a I'm a fan, and and I I can't wait to see what you do next with uh with the the show or or the movie or or any other. I mean, you know, if you if if you got anything else coming out as well, you know, I'll always be willing to have you on and talk about it. No, I appreciate it. Out. I think I I do agree with you 100. percent We need to do more things like this. I think you know, podcast space is great, and if you can put out a good show that looks good and sounds good, you should do that. Uh, but there's so many other facets of this war, and I think that cinema and and uh entertainment are probably the hugest part of that because that's just how people um learn to think emotionally they that's how they learn how to feel emotionally it's when they 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 you know sympathize with a character in a movie or a song or comic book character it just really it, it, you know changing people emotionally is important and i think that what you're doing is great man so so thank you for that um uh, and one more time for people, if they want to find you, listen to you, all that stuff, uh, where can they do that at? Oh, I for sure. I appreciate all the kind words and compliments and, and time and all that. Um, at Adam Troyd on Instagram and Twitter is a good way to follow me. I have a couple of podcasts and I've actually been also producing a comedy show in Southern California in Los Angeles that's uh, sponsored by the Mises Caucus. I have one coming up November 12th. You definitely want to check that out if you're going to be in the area. But I would say theeditedmovie.com at Adam Choid on Instagram and Twitter. And you could find, uh, find me and, and, and uh, the movie and my podcast. I actually, I'll, I'll just tell you quickly about my couple of podcasts if that's cool. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. One is called People We Love. And what I do with that one is interview people from all walks of life, most often comedians and other entertainers and creative types about their lives and careers. But I also just ask them to highlight the people they love who've inspired them, influenced, helped help them in their career, their journey. That's been a lot of fun. I've uh, been doing that one for a couple of years now. And the other one is all about my favorite band. I think we've talked about this before. All this stuff behind me is of related to Tedeschi Trucks Band. They're a 12 piece blues rock soul powerhouse group fronted by Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks a uh, virtuoso guitar player, slide guitar. And I'm just a crazy fan of them and been hosting a fan podcast about them for a couple of years. And that's been super fun getting uh, 
more and more ingrained in that community. It's fun to just be part of these different like subcultures and communities. And, and, and in terms of my movie, I just want to say that it's been really uh, a joy to see people who are from all different, you know, political backgrounds, enjoying and appreciating the movie, which is, which is like you were saying, it's like the culture comes first and then that's where you reach people on an emotional level. But thank you again, Josh, for letting me go through my spiel and yeah, of course, for giving man. me the time and all that for sure. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I, I'm happy to do it. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a fan and I, I, like I said, I can't wait to see what you come up with next, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And um, if you could just give us like uh, five minutes to close this thing out, we'll start the members only stream. Sounds good. I'll hang out. Awesome. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. You got it. All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. He's great. I love him to death, dude. Like, I, I've never, I, I've talked with him, but I've never had the chance to sit down and talk that much with him. And he's awesome, dude. You definitely should go support his movie. Um, check it out. It's like, what is it, 15 minutes long? Uh, 11, like 11 minutes. 11, 11 and a half minutes on YouTube. And, like, the credits start at, like, 10, 1030 or something. Yeah, I should have so watched, like, I watched it again before we did the, yeah, before we did the show. 10 I, did, minutes. I watched it several months ago on video. Yeah, you like can just, you can search the edited on YouTube and it'll be the first result. That's exactly what I did to find it. No. Yeah. Uh, totally worth it. Dude. Yeah, it's um, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, it, this, cinematically, it was really, it was done really well. And, yeah, and set design is I'm, awesome. I think, yeah, the set was great. It was really very, done very professionally. It's really good. And, yeah. and I think, uh, you know, it's definitely something that he could build on and make something really, really mm -hmm. great from. I mean, I really thought the great. town name was incredibly clever yeah. because it, I think it's Hilltown, but with the way the characters speak, sometimes you just hear it as Helltown. <laughs> well, and, and and the way that it's broken up into like the country's broken up into regions. And yeah, it, yeah, it was just really. It's a really cool thing, and I don't want to spoil it for everybody. I want you guys all go watch it. Um, check it out and support this creator that's making this kind of stuff that is important to our, our culture and our fight. And um, man, support the people that are doing this stuff. Of course, you guys can also support our show uh, by checking out Patreon or Subscribestar. Either one of those is uh, the website.com backs or forward slash break the cycle JS, or you can sign up to support us through Google, does take a shit ton of third google um and then odyssey sounds like they got some memberships coming up soon too so hopefully if we start yeah. streaming odyssey we'll get uh but definitely go and support our guest first if you can if there's next venture always check that out um also go check out our sponsors of course we have toplobster.com the man the myth the legend my good friend and partner on break the cycle where you can get this great custom dark camo break the cycle hoodie uh sundown logo uh hoodie I'm fucking repeating everything uh, by using BTC at checkout, or you can uh, join one of those platforms that I just talked about and get into a private discord server where you can get all the top lops new gear up to 10, uh, two weeks before it goes to the general public at like 30%. Really great shit, man. You're supporting us both and saving money. Dope, man. I, I think it's great. Um, oh, and before we move on to any more sponsors, uh, Thursday night, we have another show uh, and Clint from lockdown. Bye. I'm excited because yeah, I wish he was coming to the studio. But yeah, but one of these days we'll have yeah, Clint in he, the studio. Yeah, he he died on us last time we had him. Yeah, last time we had Clint on, uh, our stream cut out at about 32 minutes. So it'll be nice to have uh, Clint back in the studio for a makeup show. I'm sure we'll talk about ESG school, financial sector, the housing market, and uh, tyrants in the government, and Alex Jones because he just he just had Alex Jones show. 
Um, and he's also having, I think, tonight or tomorrow, he, having he, Judge Knapp on the show. Okay. I know he had Tom Woods earlier today. Yeah, he's, today. he's had Tom Woods on. I've had Tom Woods on. I had I Tom Woods on my show before he had Tom Woods on. Well, I, I think I think the most, like, this was the first time Tom Woods was on his show because he was tweeting about, like, yeah. he had, like, a list of 10 people and he has, like, Yeah, I had Tom left. Woods on the show and I also got Tom Woods to say the F word in members only. Not a member. You should become a member so that you can go watch that, that episode with Tom Woods where he debates whether a hot dog is a sandwich and also drops an F-bomb in the members only. It was pretty dope. Uh, and, of course, executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. They help organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and HR arenas. Uh, their team leads by example. Anthem consultants have led their own organizations through demanding periods of change. Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel challenges. Plus, Amy Lepore is just an absolute badass. Seriously, if not, like if you own a business or you have uh, something like making a movie like Adam or, or you're trying to build some kind of empire, uh, there's going to be a lot of challenges ahead of you and they're going to help you with those challenges. So you should probably... Hit them up and see what they can do for you. It's going to save you money in the long run. You know what I mean? Uh, and, of course, executive producers of the show, Colwell Creative Content. My good friend uh, Craig and Nicole uh, Colwell own that. Uh, they specialize in things like SEO to help your site rank well on Google or other search engines. Website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghostwriting and editing services, resume and cover letter writing. They work with all kinds of clients, including real estate, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and payment processing. Not the Federal Not Reserve. Not the Federal Reserve or the CIA podcast. Uh, they've worked with just about every industry, even libertarian political influencers, such as my mentor in politics and good friend Larry Sharp. If they're good enough for Larry Sharp, I promise you they're good enough for you. Uh, he's... Guy, guy literally trains CEOs for a living. I'll never, I'll never let people forget the fact that that man trains the highest level executives in the country uh, in private business every day. Um, they've been in business for two, uh, since 2012, and they've worked with hundreds of clients. Help them help you get in front of your target audience. I promise you they're going to they're gonna help you grow your portfolio uh, in ways that you didn't know possible. So check them out today. Uh, Ryan, before we take off, you wonderful beautiful haired man you you got anything for the audience well, follow me on twitter at bulldoggamer28 i think most of you in the chat already do but people people watching on afterwards go ahead and follow my boy there. bulldog gamer on uh twitter mr ryan kurtz needs some more he yeah. needs some more followers there. yeah try and try and get me to i want to try and get to 200 yeah you gotta get this guy to 200 i yeah. i fuck they people finally almost got me back to 3000 I was at one point at 20,000, and then Twitter kneecapped me. Like, I mean, no. I'm at my highest ever. I've been on Twitter for nine years. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> guys, I love you to death. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, one more Monday show. Uh, this, this next show uh, will be our last Monday show uh, going forward for the foreseeable future. We will be doing shows on Tuesday and Thursday uh, because um, Ryan over here, that he's going to start playing fucking adult rec league basketball or some dumb shit like that. So uh, that's what that's what Ryan's going to do. So of course I'm willing to reorganize my entire life so this dude can play something that won't even win him a medal. But that's okay. That's all right, buddy. Hope you don't hurt your knees or something. They don't give you health insurance and that shit. You know what I mean? 
And I think all right. <laughs> saying like, the guy who played fucking semi-pro football yeah, well into his thirties. Yeah. yeah, I fucking I played my last season of semi-pro football at thirty. I was thirty-four years old, I think, and uh, and that was brutal. Um, but I can healthily say that I made it through without any terribly debilitating injuries that I needed healthcare for. But if I had been hurt, the league wasn't paying for that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm glad that I I didn't you know break my neck or some dumb shit. Just a couple of concussions, no big deal. <laughs> Explains a lot. Yeah, 34-year-old concussions, just they hit a little different than 21-year-old concussions for sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm living, breathing, all that good stuff. I'll see you guys on Thursday night for the show with my good friend Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Until then, don't forget to break. To explain the lyrics of my last song, they seem to contain a violent call to action in the person who framed what I just then did in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So, any violence you commit, I am not an excuse because I just then did in Minecraft. But Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know